Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. Saturday afternoon to you. This is Victory Over Sin. My name is Mark Rennick. I hope you are having a good weekend. Today, we're doing something unique. It's Friday, and we're taping this in Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. All sorts of exciting stuff with that. This part of the show is what I try to do is to explain with you what Victory Over Sin is and how it's funded. Victory Over Sin is funded by Systemic Change of Idaho. And Systemic Change of Idaho is an, a growth. It's an, actually an advocacy organization that's an outgrowth of the reentry conference for St. Vincent de Paul of Southwest Idaho. That reentry conference is going for about four years now. We help people that are returning citizens as they get out. We help them pay rent. We help them get some clothes. We help them with bus passes, et cetera, et cetera. And it got some national attention. And about a year ago, we attracted some people on a national level with St. Vincent de Paul. And they came out and saw us and gave us a little bit of money, gave us a little bit more money. And that is what has become systemic change of Idaho. And uh, that's what we're doing. And so they paid for the trip here. I get to hang out today with a bunch of other people from St. Vincent de Paul from all over the world, for that matter. There's like 800 people here. It's a huge place here. We're having all sorts of fun in Tampa, but we want to let you know kind of what's going on. The programs that we do now on an ongoing basis are to develop Speakers Bureau in terms of gaining returning citizens to put together, help us put together the PowerPoint that we've developed, and we're going to go share that with service groups, with churches, and with organizations who wish that kind of information. That's almost ready to go. We're going to be debuting that at the Community Offender Resource Fair September the 15th at the Vineyard Church from 9 till 3 o'clock in the, the, uh, during the day that day. So that's a great event. If you don't have that on your calendars, come out and see us. We're really excited about that. If you are interested in doing this and you're hearing my voice for the first time, at the end of the show, I'm going to give you some information on how you get in touch with me, and I'll send you a prospectus on how to be a speaker, and that'll be great. But if you haven't done that, make sure that you're circled 15th at the Vineyard Church down in the Garden City, and we'll be there to do it. Be right back with my guest in just a second. The warden led a prisoner down the hallway I stood up to say goodbye like all the rest And I heard him tell the warden just before he... The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and Coffee Shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert, 
Needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. Down to Florida, we welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're kicking back and soaking up the rays every day in Florida. I'm in Florida. The sun is setting over Tampa Bay. Okay, I'm very, again, I'm very excited today because I have uh, actually the new lady in charge of all the funding for the reentry conference uh, for St. Vincent de Paul. Her name is Barbara McPherson. Barbara, welcome. Thank you so much, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Your official title is the reentry conference coordinator for St. Vincent de Paul National, correct? That is correct. Okay. And my notes tell me you're an attorney at law. I am. I graduated Marquette Law way too many years ago to talk about. I've done all sorts of legal work with the rural poor, domestic, criminal, you name it, I've done it. But I also spent a long part of my career, 10 years, in Sacramento with uh, Senator Tim Leslie, Senate District 1. Um, I was on his staff, but I was also his um, consultant for appropriations and judiciary. So uh, a lot of the stuff I've learned and how to do it comes from Tim, and he's just the best. And... Uh, then I also lobbied for the California Medical Association, did some immigration law as well, and now I'm back in Wisconsin uh, with the True Believers and uh, have been lucky enough and blessed enough to become a, a working partner in the National Council of St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah, and well, congratulations on the new job. And it's like uh, we found out about that she was the new person. Uh, when you find out that you've got a new funding source, you always kind of do some research on her. And the more I looked into Barbara's background, I mean, I'm a Californian. We have similar kinds. I've been from Sacramento. I kind of did some some of the same things on a different issue when I was in California for a long time. So it's we're kindred spirits, and it's really nice to be able to sit here with her and um, understand how we're going to be able to work together in the future. So are you a, are you a Wisconsin native? Did you go back there? For no, actually, I'm a California native. Really? But I've spent most of my life in Wisconsin. So I went to University of California, San Diego. Oh. And then I went to the University of Illinois, Chicago, to get my a master's of science in public health. And then I moved to Wisconsin and was there for, gosh, about 18 years, then went back to Sacramento for another 10, 12 years. That's when I started my uh, political career. And then when the, uh, the climate change. change. The, tra- the change to the political career when you went back to California, what caused that? Was that just something in you, or did you see an opportunity, or did you know that he was op- an assemblyman at that point? He time was an I assemblyman, knew. and then he was going into the Senate. Mm-hmm. I wanted to break in to the advocacy at the best part, which I figured was politics. I actually was in the Legislative Council Bureau as an attorney for the legislature and did some work for Tim's office, and he spotted me and picked me up, and the rest is history. Well, and I think for people that don't know, we're so – Idaho has a part-time legislature. We just do part there. But California is a machine. It is – it is a full state capital of people who work full-time. All of them have full staffs. The politics is just intense. And, and the lobbying, the things that go on all the time, the stories that I used to tell and stuff about how to get something through the, the system in California is just outrageous. And so it's so difficult to do. So I'm just curious as to how you made that leap to go to work right away like that and then got in. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think God works in his way. Yes, that's the only does. way I can answer that. <laughs> well, that's good, because you're talking to us on a Christian radio station, so we got that. And there's a lot of people out there who know that what we're doing 
uh, in our efforts, uh, there are a lot of people who listen to us in what I'm going to call the desert, which are the the uh, prisons outside of Boise, Idaho. So they're, they want to know what's going on, and they want to know that what we're doing certainly is helping them in the long run. So that's exciting. So you go back to Wisconsin, and then you do some looks like work in terms of rural uh, support of causes, et cetera? Or? Right. I had a solo office there for 12 years. I work out of my house, and I represented domestic uh, criminal people, and mainly who can't, can't afford a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much did a pro bono practice, and I also continued my work with St. Vincent de Paul uh, and was a pro bono lawyer for the conferences there. Okay. So, yeah, pretty much out there with the people. Okay. And that, that led to, uh, you know, how did this the, the opportunity for this come along, I guess? I am the pro bono attorney for uh, the Conference of Prairie du Sac in uh, Wisconsin, which is a, a very close neighborhood to Madison in the Diocese of Madison. And um, I have a very good friend and associate, Karen Fabriziak, who is the manager of their amazing store in the entire complex. And she saw it come across on the e-cassette. I picked it up. I've been looking for a pro bono mm-hmm. position for two years and went through the process and was chosen by the grace of God. Yeah, that's cool. And, I, and also, too, again, some of the politics, what doesn't matter, but does matter in the long run, is that the new incoming president of St. Vincent de Paul is from Madison. His name is Ralph. Uh, Middle camp. camp, and he is uh, this dynamic personality that some of us met when we were over in Portland, and you can just tell he's going to change the direction of this organization. And I think when uh, I'm fortunate enough to be here with, eight, like I said, 800 people in this organization, it's in 152 countries. Yes. How many people do they say are members the other day? We have one million members. One million members. So this is the type of thing that we're associated with, and the exciting piece of what I've learned at this week is, again. With the hiring of Barbara, the new man in charge, his his interest and his efforts are towards reentry, which is very good for those of us in Idaho who have been already been one of the pilot kind of programs to get this sort of things going off the ground. And so we're excited about that. Talk a little bit about the pilot programs that uh, Idaho is a part of. Systemic uh, Change of Idaho is the sixth pilot program in this type of funding. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I can. About five years ago, um, my boss, Tom Malloy, um, and also my former predecessor, Paul Graham, uh, heard that the uh, United States Council of Bishops and Catholic Charities were looking for some uh, reentry work, uh, advocacy on behalf of the returning citizens, as well as other parts such as sustainability of their lives and education. So the grant came up, and we applied for it, and we got it. And uh, we started out with five locations, uh, Wisconsin, Ohio, Massachusetts, Florida, and Louisiana. And they were working off and on in different advocacies, ban the box, working on traffic violation, revocations, things like that. And then Massachusetts dropped out, and... uh, Meanwhile, my predecessor, Paul Graham, and my boss, Tom Malloy, went out looking for additional funding and found it. And that is how we were able to get Idaho the funding they needed, as well as Iowa. And we're very excited about what this, this funding has produced in a very short period of time. So we're, we're real, real happy. Um, in fact, I call uh, the Idaho uh, one of my golden boys. That's good. So... Uh, See, and we've only we've only known her for a week, and she's calling the school the boys. I like that. (laughs) 
Okay. So uh, in terms of the directions, what we're attempting to do this week is to connect up with the other people who are have this sort of funding and form some allegiances so that we can learn what they're doing as well as what we're doing and kind of connect and go forward in terms of planning. So uh, let's talk about uh, the future for these groups. Where do you think this is going? Uh, our goal is a 10-year sustainable system mm -hmm. of reentry and uh, in all 50 states under the auspices of the National Council of St. Vincent de Paul. So during this year, it's going to be a very busy year, but we're going to be getting the groups together so that they can actually coordinate, talk, learn strengths and weaknesses, what the challenges are. And then we're going to devise a national system whereby all of us can be connected in the reentry work and still allow flexibility for the individual state's needs then I am going out to find money to sustain it for the next 10 years. And at that point, it will sustain itself. Mm -hmm. Our victories, which I believe will be coming, short-term, middle-term, and long-term goals will be involved, um, will be successful. And then we will open the national consciousness to the need that 20% of the poor are reentering citizens. That's right. And so, again, what back to what we do here in Idaho, and this is all the more important to finish the mandate that we're doing right now. And that mandate, again, if you're listening to me, is to get uh, people who have been incarcerated, returning citizens, to become involved with uh, going forward and volunteering to become speakers, and then uh, going out and presenting that information to all of Idaho. Uh, the best way to do that will be at the Offender Resource Fair, where you can we're going to have a table, and you can come by and talk to us. And Barbara, actually, is going to fly out for that, so she will be there, and we can share and kind of go from there. So again, when we close the show, if there's something that uh, you're interested in or this piques interest to you, I'm going to give you all sorts of ways to connect with us. I'll send you a prospectus or just circle the calendar and say I'm coming on the, uh, the 25th. And I think that'll be exciting. But I think the key for us is to do exactly what she's, uh, what the money has mandated that we do right now. And what we're trying to paint, or at least what I'm excited about, is the future for this is very powerful. You and I, uh, the people who live this and who are returning citizens, have a real strong chance to come forward and to share what happens to us on parole and to feel better about ourselves as we go forward to try to educate all Idahoans about what this is about. Hey, they don't, they don't know necessarily that what we've got to do in terms of going forward to where the parole office is and how hard it is to get work, how hard it is to find a place to live, and that they've got to do this, they have to do treatment, they have to be all these different places. They don't know the issues. And so it's our job to go forward and speak up in a very organized, professional manner to explain to people, this is what this is about. I don't, you need to get involved so that we can change some of these aspects of the system. And that's our mandate. Uh, I'm excited, again, you can hopefully see it in the directions that we're talking about today, that this can be big, but it'll take some time. And the first step for us is to do what we've asked to do. Is that basically, that's the end of my kind of speech. Anything else that you want to add from that? I just want to say that this is a, a God-driven ministry. It is. Um, we welcome everyone. Absolutely. And we hope that you join in because the sooner you join in, the faster we can progress and get all returning citizens back into society to be the people they want to be, to love their families, to love their children, and help reweave them into our society and uh, educate the people around them so they can help too. So. There, there's nothing but up and hope here. Um, I really invite you all to please come and participate. Yeah, I think what we did too, I think as we sat and talked 
uh, Ralph May, who's now the new executive director with um, uh, for St. Vincent de Paul, he and I sat and listened to what Barbara's ideas were, and she's saying come up with a plan. And I was up this morning because there wasn't much happening this morning down making notes in terms of what we can do in the future. And this is a real exciting time. And if you can pick that up in my voice and you feel in your heart that this is something that you want to be involved with, this is certainly the time. Because I agree with Barbara, this is uh, being in the right spot at the right time, and this is what God has put together for us. And I do think that we as returning citizens need to be the people that step up and make this change. Where do you think we'll be a year from now? A year from now, I see us well-funded, looking into the initial issues of transitional housing. Um, I'm really interested in getting a 24-hour pickup from release, getting um, our returning citizens into the services, into the clothing and the food and and, uh, the job uh, situation. I don't know how many we'll be able to take. I don't know how how massive it will be, but I do know that we will have a system in place a year from now that is nationally coordinated and that is funded for at least five years. Okay, good. And so in five years, where will we be after that? In five years, I really think that we're going to be just chugging along and growing. I think we're going to have the job piece in place. We're going to have the transitional housing in place. And then um, I think we're going to be more and more working on the advocacy piece mm-hmm. to re, re uh, get the returning citizens more freedom, more ban the box, um, try to try to lessen the onerousness of some of these felonies state mm-hmm. by state and, and really be an active component of healing the society. And I think, too, as we make this pitch, because she's going to be in uh, Boise on the 15th, uh, a lot of people who do listen to the show are with other agencies. This is a chance, too. You hear this energy of which we've never had in Boise for somebody to come in and act as that independent Switzerland, if you will, to kind of pull together all these things to provide us with an umbrella on which we can come forward and all work together. So you're an agency or you're something, also stop by. Barbara will be there. She'll talk all the time with anyone she wants to talk to. Uh the, the gentleman who's been helping me train, Greg Schweitzer, will be there. I'll be there. And we'll have a few of these people who have been trained to be the speakers there so they can share what that's about. And it'll be at the Systemic Change of Idaho um, table, which will be ad- adjacent to the reentry conference at, uh, for St. Vincent Paul. So that's another reason to come and, t- and check it out. What else do we need? Can we talk about? You want to talk about California and stuff like that? You can, oh, you sure. To- yeah. yeah. I came from California. I was in Ontario, California, born and raised, went to UC San Diego, which is like a paradise. And uh, so then I uh, went to graduate school in Illinois and then moved to Wisconsin, which I love. It's a very people state, very real. Yeah. Um, went to law school there, but then found my vision over back home in California. And really, Senator Tim Leslie is my mentor. He, um, his Christian style, mm-hmm. his amazing love of his people, and his ability to work with all groups and bring them to decisions that they otherwise would not have done um, really led me into my style, not only of uh, mediation and restorative justice, but also how I work in my law. Mm-hmm. So all of those skills in the last, oh my goodness, I 30 plus years, um, have brought me to this new vocation. Um, I feel really blessed, but I also feel I've been trained for this all of my life. You know, it's ironic, too. It's like the same thing. Um, 
I, I, I've been convicted twice in California mm-hmm. and uh, once in Idaho. So it's like the culmination of everything I've done in my life to come together to, to address these issues. And we serve a very powerful and uh, omnipotent God who puts us in this situation where we're in charge of this. And it's really an exciting time. Again, this is the type of thing that if you're feeling this or you have some, some, some excitement, reach out to us and let us know what's going on and we'll get you involved. Anything else we can share with you or... I'm just really interested to meet the people of Idaho. I think um, you are in the right place at the right time. I believe people in Idaho have a heart for this ministry, and I really expect nothing but success, but I also expect to learn from you. So I just urge you to come and talk with me. Bring your information, bring your thoughts, bring your ministries, because all of us need to participate in this because it affects all of us. That's right, and I think that's, uh, I've said this on the show before, if you haven't heard me, I, if you've heard me, I apologize again, but it is so different. Our system is so different than other systems. Again, I was a product of a California system where I'm coming to Idaho and I'm thinking, what is the, what do you do? And do you do this here? We are real behind in terms of those things that we, as just standing up and kind of letting people know can change and can change fairly dramatically, fairly quickly. But it just takes a few of us to come forward and to do that. Um, I thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you want to say to people of Idaho? No, they come just, see you. Just come see me on September 15th, and, and we will change the world. I, I love that. I love that attitude. You're going to like this lady, Idaho. Um, you're going to like this lady. So um, we're looking forward to that, and we'll get right back with the close. Thank you so much. Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. Your flowers grow. Your rivers roll along When other hopes and dreams are gone Your blessing will live on Again, I want to thank Barbara um, McPherson for coming in and um, sharing with me today. Again, we're from Tampa, so we're excited about being able to share what's going on right now. So this is airing on Saturday. We did this yesterday, and hope I'm in, uh, in the air flying home to Back to Idaho. You're amazed. I'm amazed that the older I get, the farther I leave Idaho. I always want to get back. I've become an Idahoan. If you want some more information from us about what we talked about, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. www.systemicchangeofid.com. There's also a there's a Gmail address in systemicchangeofidaho, all spelled out at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, the Systemic Change of ID. Or you can actually call us at area code 208. 4771006 look forward to talking to you next saturday afternoon on victory over sin thank you so much I'll see you next time. you've been listening to victory over sin with mark Rennick. you can find him on facebook at imsi hope community phase 2 
Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me with a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet He called my name and my heart stood still When he said, John, go do my will Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down You can run on for a long time Run on for a long time Run on for a long time Sooner or later gotta cut you down Sooner or later gotta cut you down Well you may throw your rock Hide your hand Working in the dark against your fellow man But as sure as God made black and white What's done in the dark will be brought to the light You can run on for a long time Run on for a long time Run on for a long time Sooner or later gotta cut you down Sooner or later gotta cut you down Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Tell him that God's gonna cut you down down.